This is episode number 255, where we're chatting about the four phases of keto, how to maximize your fat loss, digestive issues on keto, and how to maneuver around them and avoid them completely, whether or not keto is right for you, the signs and symptoms to look for so that you know that you're on the right path, how to use carb refeeds for total metabolic flexibility, and so much more. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to have you here. We have a very special guest today. His name is Matt Gallant. He's a kinesiologist with a degree in science of physical activity. He's the CEO and co-founder of BioOptimizers. And more importantly, he started following the ketogenic diet 26 years ago. His expertise around keto and how to optimize it is world class. This podcast episode is loaded with powerful tips about how to thrive on keto. Now you can follow Matt on either of his websites, biooptimizers.com or kenergize. And those links will be in the show notes today. If you have questions about today's content, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. That's how we develop all of our Q&A episodes. If you have a question for me or you're stuck on something, feel free to just go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and I will answer your question on an upcoming show. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Just look for episode 254 on that page. If you're listening to this episode far, far off into the future, you will have to scroll down a little bit to find it, but it is all there. All episodes that have ever existed on this show are all on that page. So it's really easy to find stuff and links and all the things. Okay, let's do this. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel. You're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life. Grab it at healthfulpursuit.com slash free as a little thank you for listening to the show. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast. My name is Matt Gallant, and here's what you're going to learn today. You're going to learn how to go from zero to keto pro from someone who has done it for over 26 years. We're going to discuss how to successfully move through all four phases of keto adaptation. You're going to learn how to maximize lean muscle mass gains on keto, how to maximize fat loss, how to avoid digestive problems on keto, which is quite common, how to truly know if the keto diet is right for you. Should you do carb refeeds or not? You're going to find out how to achieve total metabolic flexibility and a lot, lot more. So make sure you listen to the whole podcast. It's going to be jam-packed. It's going to be nonstop. So let's get going. My name is Matt Gallant. And I started keto 26 years ago. At the time, I was really obsessed with bodybuilding, and I heard about this diet called the anabolic diet. Um, I was always a fat, chubby kid growing up, and I wanted something to get lean, plus I wanted to build muscle mass. I'll talk about that variation of the keto diet a little bit later. Anyways, fast forward, became a personal trainer. I got my degree in the science of physical activity, kinesiology, and I am now the CEO and co-founder of a company called Bioptimizers. And our mission at Bioptimizers is to help people optimize their biology and achieve a state of true biological optimization. Anyways, let's get into it. So phase one is really how to start your keto diet successfully. And I'm gonna give you the number one tip I have to avoid the keto flu is to use ketone salts and MCT oil. 
The reason is you can basically hack your physiology and get into ketosis very, I mean, pretty much near instantaneously using either ketone salts or MCT. And really, it's the only time where I think it's critical for you to, to use these, these tools. Now, you can use them later, but they're not as important as when you start. Now, there's a, there's a few considerations when you get started. One is my general advice is eat to your heart's content for the first two weeks. You're going to be hungrier in the first two weeks than you're going to be later, and there's a few reasons for that. The first one is blood sugar adjustments. Obviously, you've been eating carbs maybe your whole life, and now you're just taking carbs away. So if your blood sugar drops, it's normal to have a blood sugar craving. But the bigger source of cravings comes from your gut biome. So the gut biome, the bacteria, the probiotics in your gut are sending signals to your brain all the time as to what they should eat or what they want to eat. And if you've been feeding them carb-rich foods, what happens is the strains in the colonies that feed off of carbs will be starving. So they're going to be sending signals to your brain, feed me, I need carbs. So keep that in mind. The first week to 10 days, you're going to have a little more cravings than you're going to do after the first two weeks. Very important. When you start keto, you're going to be dropping water significantly because the glycogen in your muscle and in your liver is going to be burned up. The glycogen holds on to water. So as soon as you start cutting carbs, you're going to go to the bathroom quite a bit and you're going to lose a lot of water. Now, the answer to fight some of the dehydration that can happen on keto is to, first of all, a lot of salt. It's almost impossible to overdo salt. I recommend Himalayan salt or sea salt. Now, I do a water blend in the morning and about two liters of water, which I drink throughout the day. I put in about half a teaspoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of cream of tartar. Why cream of tartar? Because it's loaded with potassium. So the sodium and the potassium is going to help you hold on to more water than you typically would if you didn't do that. So again, it's really almost impossible to overdo salt. Um, of course, consult with your physician before you start any diet. But you know, salt is not the enemy that it's been made out to be. And again, use high quality salts. So again, the first two weeks, you're eating to your heart's content, drink a lot of water and salt, be wary of cravings and potentially use ketone salts and MCT to get you into ketosis pretty much instantaneously, which is going to help with any energy problems that you might have. It's a good time to drink bulletproof coffees for that reason. Phase two, this is after two weeks. So now it's time to start tweaking the diet. We're going to go a lot more granular here. So the first thing is figuring out which meats work best for you. And not all meats are created equal. So there's food sensitivities that you have to be wary of. So for an example, there could be some, some types of meat that create some stress on your body. For an example, for some people it's pork, for some people it could be chicken. You have to, to be aware of that. Now there are some food sensitivity tests you can do. The best one's called Cyrex, C-Y-R-E-X. But one of the bigger considerations is your gut biome. Now there's a great test called Viome, V-I-O-M-E. And basically it will tell you 
what the superfoods are that you should eat a lot of and which foods you should not eat a lot of based on the, the gut biome that you already have inside your body. This is a very useful tool to optimize your keto foods. So another tool you can use is to measure your ketones before and after a meal. So for an example, one of the things I discovered is, you know, eating red meat for me is a superfood and, and especially red meat loaded with saturated fats. I'm talking fatty ribeyes. And keep in mind that the keto diet, at least in the beginning, is a high fat diet. You're working to get your body to burn fat for fuel. So if you're eating lean cuts, you're going to avoid giving your body the fuel it needs to convert the fat into ketones, and that can lead to some issues. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Thrive Market. I've been using Thrive Market since about 2017. I was so thrilled the first time I ordered my box. And still to this day, any time that I have a mailing address that I'm able to send product to, you bet I'm going to fill up my pantry and keeping it well stocked with Thrive Market goodies. If you're new to Thrive Market, basically think of it as an online site that allows you to order all of your favorite goodies, everything you'd find on Amazon, many things you'd find at Costco with Costco-like prices. In fact, I've personally never been able to find a product on Thrive Market that was more expensive than Amazon. Yep, you got it right. It's cheaper than Amazon prices and you get discounts on your favorite things. Some of my favorite goodies on Thrive Market, I always order Wonder Noodles, Coconut Flakes. It's one of my favorite cereals that's keto and just made from coconut and coconut water. They have amazing cured olives, sprouted nuts and seeds, organic spices, coconut flour, collagen, the list goes on and on and on. And I have a special offer for those new to Thrive Market. You can go to thrivemarket.com slash keto and get 25% off your first order. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash keto to get 25% off your first order. So you are not going to be paying much to stock up your keto pantry. Enjoy. So the next question, and this is something that I've done on and off and I continue to do on and off is, should you do carnivore or not? So carnivore is essentially you get rid of every food except for flesh and maybe eggs. So steak and eggs, obviously you can eat some seafood, is carnivore diet. And I will tell you this, I have almost always seen it deliver superior fat loss results including for myself, including for other people, clients. You know, if people really want to maximize fat loss, carnivore takes it to another level. But my suggestion to you is compliance is key. In other words, if you can't follow the diet, if, you, if you're going to give up after four days of just eating meat, then it's not the right option for you. So should you do carnivore or not? It really depends on if you love meat and you love steak, then it's probably an easy thing to do. If you're not a steak lover or meat lover, then I would avoid doing it, uh, at least for the long term. And again, carnivore is not something I would stick with all the time. Um, I'm going to be talking about carb loading in a little bit. But the idea is, you know, you can, you can play with it. Now, one suggestion that I always give people when they start keto is only do a little bit of everything. So it's easy to go overboard with nuts. 
It's easy to go overboard with veggies. It's easy to go overboard with dairy. The idea is you can eat a little bit of nuts. And when I say a little bit, you know, maybe snack on it once a day. In my opinion, the best nuts on keto are macadamia nuts, pecans, and walnuts. I would stay away from, you know, obviously peanuts are no-go. Cashews have too many carbs. And, you know, almonds are a little carby as well. The second thing is dairy. So dairy you know, obviously has some carbs, minute amounts, but the big consideration with dairy is A1 protein. So a lot of people, a lot of people have sensitivities to A1 protein, which is a protein that comes from cows. And if you overdo A1 protein, your whole body can become inflamed. So for that reason, I strongly recommend that you switch your dairy to other animals, sheep, goat, bison, any other animal except for cows is usually an upgrade in terms of dairy. And if you're going to do cow dairy, again, minimal amounts, maybe an ounce of cheese once a day. Same thing with veggies. Obviously with veggies, primarily green veggies, although things like eggplant have close to no carbs, zucchinis, things like that. But the idea is stick with low carb veggies, primarily green. And I would, again, advise minimizing the amount of veggies. I've tested it and it can pull you out of keto. Now, is the keto diet right for you? This is a really important question. And a lot of the keto zealots want you to believe it's the, great, it's the greatest diet for everyone. And the truth is, it's not. Um, for me, it is. And maybe for you, it is. But you, you want to be using data and science to find out if it is. Regardless, I still think everybody should do keto once in a while. I'll talk more about that in a second. But there are some genetic factors that will determine if you thrive or not on keto. So I'm going to just quickly go through a few of these genes without getting too deep into it because, again, it's, it's a very deep rabbit hole. So there are some genes like FAD1 and FAD2, which means there's an inability to convert plant omega-3 fatty acids to EPA and DHA. So those people obviously would do better eating fish and animal protein sources because they can't convert the plants to the EPA and DHA. There's another gene called CPT1A, which they call it the Arctic mutation gene, which is it helps with fatty oxidation. So this basically means you can burn fatty acids more easily. And that's really important. Now I'm going to talk about fasting. So fasting is a good time to start, you know, after a few weeks into the diet because it will accelerate your results and it will force your body to go deeper into ketosis. So you probably heard of intermittent fasting. Obviously, it's been around for a while. So here's some suggestions. One, start with 16-8. That means 16 hours of fasting in an eight-hour eating window. So you can start from basically eating from noon to 8 p.m. or 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's a good starting point. Next, you can move to 18-6. 18 hours of fasting, six hours of eating. Now, I just want to talk about ghrelin for a second. So ghrelin is your hunger hormone. And when you start intermittent fasting, let's say you've been eating breakfast for the last little while, 
your body releases ghrelin about one hour before your meal. So before, about an hour before your meal, there's a ghrelin spike telling your body, hey, in an hour from now, I want you to eat because you've been eating and your body gets into these circadian rhythms. So it's normal to go through some hunger pains for, or pangs for a few days when you start cutting your eating window down. Next level is 24, 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating. And this is kind of where, in my opinion, the magic really lies. So essentially you might have two meals in that window. And again, if you're cutting out lunch, expect to be maybe hungry for a couple of days, How about three days after that, the ghrelin adapts or your, the, the circadian rhythms change and the ghrelin response is no longer there. The last level you can do is one meal a day, which I do quite a bit of. Um, I like it. So again, you, you know, your body's gonna adapt to that. The ghrelin response is gonna fade. Another strategy, which I like too, is alternate day fasting. So for an example, you can eat a normal 10, 12 hour eating window on Monday. Your last meal might be at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. on a Monday night. You would not eat until Wednesday. So Wednesday morning, you'd start eating again. So that gives you about a 36-hour fasting window, which is very powerful. There's a lot of benefits to that. So you know, what fasting strategy works for you It depends, again, on your mindset, your psychology, your willpower, do you like fasting? Do you not like fasting? Now, again, there are, is fasting good for everyone? Answer again is it depends on your genes. So there are some genes. There's one called PPAR, the alpha gene, which is also called the coastal adaptation gene. And what it means is that there's lower fatty acid metabolism. There's, you know, less ketone body production during fasting. And people that have that gene might have issues and not have energy while they're fasting. So fasting and ketosis for people that have that gene is usually a stressor. And you can see that if you're using something like the Oura Ring, you can see your HRV crash if you have that gene. So it's a very good gene to look at. Again, there's a bunch of other genes for keto, including saturated fat intake genes, you know, the hangry gene, the LPL gene, the APOC3, C3 gene. So the point is that look at your genetics, ideally get a 23andMe, you can download your genes, you can use tools like Promethease or hire a nutrigenomic expert to go through it and see if it's the right diet for you. So another issue that happens a lot on keto is digestive issues. And there's several different ways people can have diet, digestive issues. So the number one way is gut biome. So gut biome changes when you're changing from a carb-based diet to keto, if you're eating a lot of plants and whatever you're eating to just meat. Again, all the strains that we're feeding off the carbs and the processed foods are starving and there can be some digestive distress. Taking a probiotic like P3OM, which is one of our products, can help alleviate a lot of that issue. The second issue is enzymes. So when you eat cooked food, you destroy all the enzymes. As we get older, our enzyme reserves get lower and lower and lower, and eventually you have challenges digesting food. 
as people get older, uh, there's usually more digestive issues, and one of the big reasons is enzymes. When you got bloating and gas problems, that's enzyme, lack of enzyme production typically. So we built a special digestive product called Capex, which is designed to break down fats, high fats, diets, and proteins into usable fatty acids and then transport these fatty acids into your mitochondria so your body can burn them up. So you're gonna get more energy and way better digestion because it also helps stimulate bile, which is critical for fat digestion. I'll talk more about Capex in a little bit, but the, the idea is you can solve these digestive challenges with these supplements. Raise your hand if you feel like you're drinking too much caffeine. This is me raising my hand. Yep, totally me, guilty. Can't go through the morning without it, right? Can't go through the afternoon without it. But then you're experiencing energy crashes and you're like, what the heck is going on? Is this the ketogenic diet? So when we start eating keto, we drink a lot more fatty coffees. And then we start to feel a little bit funky, you know, like all jittery and busy in our head. This is why I switched over to Four Sigmatic, which combines organic fair trade coffee with nature's most powerful superfoods to give you a blend of coffee goodness that's way, 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 way less in caffeine. If you haven't heard of these superfoods, Chaga and Lion's Mane, look them up or just trust me that they're awesome and they support and act as a bodyguard to keep you well without the unnatural buzz of caffeine. You make it like coffee, it tastes like coffee, but it has less of the after effects of coffee and more of the awesome effects that a cup of joy will give you. You like what I did there? Cup of joy, cup of joe. <laughs> so Four Sigmatic, if you want to give them a try, you can go to foursigmatic.com slash keto. They're offering 20% off all immune support bundles plus an additional 15% off everything when you use my link. Again, that's foursigmatic.com slash keto for as much as 35% off. Enjoy. The third digestive issue is not enough stomach acid. And this can start as early as people in their late 20s, early 30s. So if you're not making enough stomach acid, again, that's where heartburn comes from because the gas builds up and opens the valve and the stomach acid actually goes up the esophagus and burns. So hydrochloric acid, which is HCL, we have a product called HCL Breakthrough can help with that. So HCL Breakthrough, Capex, and P3OM will almost guaranteed solve all of your digestive issues on keto. All right, moving on to the third phase of adaptation. So this is the third to 12 month mark. And what happens is as you're going longer and longer, your body's ability to burn fat into ketones and your body's ability to burn ketones gets better and better and better. So that, that's fat adaptation. And there's four, four levels. I'll get to the fourth level in a moment. Now, some suggestions here. Start carb refeeds. I am a huge believer in doing carb refeeds on keto. Why? Well, number one is the carbs increases leptin. And leptin controls your metabolism. And I've seen it time and time again, I've experienced it where if you just stay on keto nonstop, the fat loss will kind of stall. So in order to prevent that, we want to get the leptin going. That's one of the reasons. So we're, we're preventing fat loss plateaus. Second reason, 
increasing lean body mass, which is very powerful for both health reasons, longevity reasons, and aesthetic reasons, and fat loss reasons. Lean, building lean body mass, one of the greatest things you can do for yourself. So the carbs increases insulin and again, we're just increasing insulin on a very short-term basis. It's incredibly anabolic, which means it's very powerful muscle builder. And I've been able to build five to 10 pounds of lean body mass the last four and a half years I've been on keto using this strategy. Same thing I did in my teens when I was 16. I built a lot of muscle mass using this strategy because it works. So you can start off with like one massive carb meal a week and eat whatever carbs you want. I mean, you want to eat cereal, eat cereal. You want to go eat pasta, eat pasta. You want to eat French fries, eat French fries. The idea is you want to get, you know, 200 grams or more of carbs into that meal. It's a lot of carbs. And, you know, you might feel weird for a day, but you're going to be building metabolic flexibility by going back and forth between a carb day and then six days of keto. So I'm a big fan. And also there's the psychological aspect, you know, the, the lifestyle factor of being able to go to restaurants and eat your favorite foods. You know, ultimately what, peak, what breaks people's diets is willpower. And if you can never go and enjoy your favorite foods, you know, it breaks 90, 95% of people. If you're one of the 5% that are like cyborgs and can just eat whatever you tell yourself to eat and not miss anything, well, congratulations. But for the rest of us, I think this is a really important psychological tool. There's two great books you can refer to for more information. So one is the anabolic diet. I mentioned it earlier. The anabolic diet was created by Dr. Moro Di Pasquale. He, is, he was a professional powerlifter, doctor, very smart guy, and built the anabolic diet to help bodybuilders get lean and build lean body mass. And that's how I started. Now, his original protocol was two days of carb loads. Now, my suggestion is unless you're as lean as you want to be, you know, if you have very low body fat, then maybe two days of carbs can work. For the rest of us, if you're trying to get leaner or you just have one of those metabolisms that can easily gain fat, I'd recommend one day a week of carbs. You know, two days, you can spill over. Once, you, once your glycogen stores are filled up, that's when neoglucogenesis, which means you're turning carbs into fat, starts. So will you gain fat eating a full day of carbs? The answer is no, because you have depleted your carb storages, again, from, let's say, Monday to Saturday. When you start eating carbs Sunday morning, the first thing your body's going to do is fill the liver up and then fill the muscle up with the glycogen. So you'll actually look better typically on Monday or Tuesday because your muscles are full and round and they look good. Typically by Friday, Saturday, you're looking flatter as they say in bodybuilding. So again, it's almost impossible to get fat eating one day of carbs, but two days can be too much unless you have a really fast metabolism. So what should you eat on carb refeed days? Well, Again, my opinion, eat whatever you want to eat. Now, there are some health considerations, obviously. I typically start my day off with fruits. I like fruits in the morning. And then from then on, I usually have whatever I want for lunch, usually burger and fries. And I'll eat you know, typically a lot of sugar, you know, a lot of sweets. 
because again, I want to refeed. I'll eat pasta, um, I'll eat bread, and you know that's typically what I eat on a, on a Sunday. Now, some tools to minimize or eliminate any issues on carb refeed days. One is berberine, which helps control blood sugar. It's a great supplement to use. Second thing is called Gluten Guardian. It's another one of the products from Bioptimizers. It will help eliminate any bloating and gas that you might feel while you're eating bread and pasta and carbs and all the, the gluten sources. Also helps you break down A1 protein. The next thing I recommend is HCL. I mentioned it earlier. We have a product called HCL Breakthrough. The combination of Gluten Guardian and HCL, you'll have basically zero digestive distress no matter what you eat when you're carb loading, which is awesome. So again, my recommendation is on the third phase, start carb loading one day a week. You maybe start with the meal and then build up from there. It's it's loaded with benefits, including fat loss, muscle gain, et cetera, et cetera. The final phase of fat adaptation, which takes about a year, is, you know, let's just call it total fat adaptation. Couple of signs. One is athletic performance reaches its previous peak. It's normal on keto if you're especially doing power type endeavors, type power type sports, that you lose about 10% of your peak. Usually when you hit phase four adaptation, that peak comes back, okay? So you'll be back to kind of where you were before. Phase four, you'll also have total metabolic flexibility if you've been carb loading because at this point, you've been going back and forth from carbs to fats, from carbs to fat for months. And for me, on a Monday, I can measure my ketones after a full day of carb load and I'm still in ketosis. I'll be at 0.5 millimoles on a ketone blood measurement. So my recommendation is again, carb load, and then you'll have more metabolic flexibility. The other thing that tends to happen is that your muscles will actually start holding on to more glycogen than before. So again, you don't get that flat look and you know you just look better all the time. So those are some of the the signs. Now, there's another thing too that's really important in phase four, and I've seen it uh, many times with people that have been on keto for a long time, is they can start dropping the fats. They could start eating leaner cuts at this point, and they'll actually lose body fat. Why is that? Because the body's so adapted to burning fat that you don't need to be eating 60, 70, 80% fat percentages for your for your calories. You can drop down to 50, maybe even 40, and your body is prefers burning fat at this point because it's totally fat adapted. So those are some of the perks of hitting stage four fat adaptation. I hope this was helpful. I hope you learned a lot today. If you want to learn more about some of our products at Bioptimizers, you can go to buyoptimizers.com. That's B-I optimizers, O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com. If you want to buy Capex, you can buy it on that site or you can go to Kenergize.com, K-Energize, E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E.com to get Capex, which is my number one suggestion for people on keto. Again, my name is Matt Gallant. Check us out at buyoptimizers.com. Hope you get a lot of value from this podcast and take care. Have an awesome day.
Such a great episode, right? I hope you really enjoyed it. On Sunday, June 28th, we have episode 256, where my friend Tiffany Flatten is coming on the show to talk about how to manipulate your thyroid and really, really support it different types of treatment protocols, what she's experienced with her thyroid, so, so much. So if you have a thyroid, which you do, this episode is for you. Sunday, July 5th, episode 257, Dr. Kieran Dunstan is coming on the show to talk about why diet and exercise is not enough and will never be enough and really how to delve deep into figuring out what's best for your body long-term that goes beyond eat less, exercise more. So really empowering episode, lots to go through in there. I can't wait to share it with you. So I will see you over there. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 